here, post City. It's in. And again, Warren Speak has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up, Preston Macedonia, and we've got an invasion on. Comes out with the ball. Barishevich to strike. Oh, oh, what a goal! Get out of here! That is outrageous! Stop! Carl Barishevich! Get around him! Writes his name in Preston folklore! It's the winner! What a great goal by Kukulevsky! The crowd has gone wild, ladies and gentlemen! The Preston Lions are the Premiership champions! Skidaramich! for Spink, he's in the box, back for Cole, Cole square, here's a chance for Smith, Smith, yes, it's there, Spink, Cole, Smith, Smith doing the damage, 1-0. Jump on now, Emma. We are back. We are back. Jake Tchaikovsky alongside me. My name is Josh Parrish. We've got Jordan Figon and Rob Stambolziev on this week. And coming up in the back half of the show, our star defender from the women's team, Emma Checker. It's a huge episode. Jakey, glad to be back on the line, Stan. Josh, I'm always glad to be sitting next to you. So it's, um, it's, it's becoming a regular occurrence twice a week now. So... You know, I'm, you must be very happy. <laughs> oh, absolutely, mate. Um, it was a pleasure to have your company on the thank you, sir, on the tower on Friday night. Uh, how did you enjoy your your first foray into, into uh, the commentary game? Honestly, the um, the view of the game was was the best I've ever been able to watch here at the at the stadium. So, um, hopefully, I'm uh, I've got the approval to do it again next time that we're back at home, which I'm pretty sure is next weekend. But um, yeah, had a great time, great experience. You know, alongside the best of the best. Uh, thank you, mate. Uh, it was it was great fun to be alongside you. Um, we've got Stambo here who netted that last-minute stoppage time equaliser. Not the result we wanted, of course, Stambo, but how did it feel when that ball hit the back of the net? Oh, like I said on um, Friday night, it was disappointing we didn't get the three points. Um, but, yeah, like coming back into the team, um, scoring in front of that crowd, hearing the roar, um, listening to the commentary play back, you guys did an amazing job. Um, yes, yeah, it was great, great, great time. Well, um, I didn't probably give props to one of the men who gave you some space for that with some work off the ball. I mean, Patchy barreled in there, but uh, Figs with a bit of a, a bit of a box out in the penalty area, just just creating space for Stambo to nip in for the tap in. Yeah. As good as your goal, mate. No, 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 defi- <laughs> definitely not. Um, that's what I try and do and try and create space for others. And Stambo puts it in, and I'm, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for him. What's what's the mood been like around the place this week? Obviously, you know, disappointment there. But what's what's the uh, the mood in in training going into this next game on on Friday at CB Smith? Okay, Jordy, start with you. Look, it's been a tough uh, probably six or seven weeks for us. Um, results uh, aren't going the way we we want them to, and what we're expected of us. Um, but we we can't focus on that too much anymore. We've got six games to go, a championship to play for, so. What's happened in the past, in the previous games, is now dead to us. Uh, we need to look forward and only forward, and that starts with uh, Friday night, and then we have to take it one game at a time. I'm confident we, we can get through these games. Uh, we'll lift the championship at the end of the day, but it's going to be tough work. Uh, mm. It's not going to be easy, but we have to show up where it counts now. 
Absolutely. I mean, Stamba, what's been your read on, I guess, the reaction amongst the group from Friday? Well, at training yesterday, um, we all came in mindset on um, Friday night. Um, and just like yesterday, I think it was the best we've trained in a long time in terms of everyone lifting their levels, um, new boys pushing each other. Everyone wants to be Friday night playing, being a part of it, and like giving Louis, uh, Sash, and um, Angelo uh, a dilemma of who to choose. Um, there's a strong belief in the group that we can do it. And we're just hoping that Friday night is the first of a long line of things that we've put into play. I mean, Fix, what about the atmosphere towards the end of the game in stoppage time? I asked Stambo about it on Friday, but uh, I felt like the crowd, you know, willed us to a point there. Yeah, they will. To be fair, they always do. You know, whether it's home or away, the, the crowd show up in numbers. And I think from a player's perspective, it's probably been disappointing because we haven't been able to give them um, what they come for, uh, and that's winning and being able to chant with us at the end of the game. But, you know, when we know when the game's on the line and it's in the balance that they're going to be there uh, roaring to the end and that's the, the 12th man that, you know, all, all players want to have when they're out on the pitch. Um, so, I'm, you know, obviously blessed and humbled that, you know, I get to experience that here with, you know, such a good club and such a good culture. So I thoroughly enjoy it and I'm both, I know I speak on behalf of all the other players as well. Jackie, what was your read on the, the game? You had the elevated perspective alongside I me. Mean, what was your read on some of the things we did well, some of the things yeah. we didn't do so well, some yeah. of the lessons we can take? Well, you had first first-hand view at myself, um, kind of moving to the left a few times, giving a bit of encouragement where I could. Um, I got a little bit emotional at times as well, as I normally do uh, when it comes to my club, my team, my brothers. Um, always want the best for them, always want to see uh, three points, but then you look, past the stadium like past the, the pitch sorry and um, you see all the fans that are there trying to roar us on and I play for them for their excitement for them to be happy for them to come out on a Friday night you know 8.30 it's very cold middle of winter um, they pay good money to be here to watch us play and we just have to deliver we have to give them three points at absolute minimum every single time we go out there um, we need to see that's the picture as well and moving forward um, it was a good start that we made during the game. We spoke about that a fair bit, that first 10, 15 minute period. Uh, slowly, slowly dropped off again. Um, kind of been the story of the season where we're not consistently playing for 90 minutes. Um, we addressed these issues and especially at training uh, Monday night, we, we or Tuesday, sorry, yesterday, we spoke about the things that we need to do. I think just a bit more con in, in a bit more consistency, um, mm. rocking up and a little bit less talk, just a bit more action because I think we say the same things a fair bit. We go around in circles a lot. Um, we come back to the same answers and we just actually have to just put it into, you know, the performance on the weekend, what we do at training when it works well, all the drills that the coaches put us through. Um, they kind of come off and we score goals from them and I think we just need to do those little things a little bit more. Um, and you saw we injected a few of the, the more experienced boys on the weekend, last weekend, and it did change the, the tide of the game and then the crowd got behind us and they, they drove us to, you know, getting that result at the end where, you know, even myself was almost feeling like it was a, a long lost cause towards that, you know, mm -hmm. 90th minute. But as Louis always says, you know, we're not playing for 90 minute games. We're playing for 95 to 98 minutes and especially when we're, Preston's playing, referees add a lot of time on. Um, there's a lot, that's just the mm -hmm. fact that there's a lot of time added on. There's injuries, there's, this going on on the sidelines and we just have to um, you know 
Um, <laughs> I think we're going to add on time at the end of the show for how long Jake's taken with his answer. All oh, <laughs> oh, right, that's it there. That's how I'm done. Yeah. I'm blowing the final whistle on that one. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I must have some water. Rehydrate me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweaty, man. Sweaty. I mean, what, what it felt like to me is it felt a little bit nervy. And I felt the tension. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm predicting. Maybe I was nervous and that was it. Maybe the players don't feel it. Do you feel the, the pressure when you go out there? We play for Preston. Um, there's 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 a pressure, of course. Um, like I always say, like uh, you can. I played in front of eighty thousand people against Chelsea, and they I get more pressure playing at, at Preston Lions. <laughs> family, friends. Um, I think we need to ring some sort of klaxon. Yeah, when that comes up. yeah. Fa- family, friends yeah. like scream from the sidelines. Um, shout out to Denko. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, there's there's a pressure, but it's a good pressure. We want to we we embrace that pressure. We know that. Um, it's must win every game, and that's why these draws feel like losses to us. Um, and that and that's the thing. Um, we 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 will fir- like we we know that it's championship for us, um, and that's the pressure we want. We want to give everything to get that, and mm-hmm. um and give the fans everything that they deserve. Yeah, well, Brunswick Juve on Friday night at CB Smith. We've played them earlier in the season. Figs, he scored in that game. Uh, I guess what are your memories of? how that result came about that night. And, you know, we know that Juve have strengthened in the transfer window, same as we have, and brought in a few new players. I think they're probably on a slightly better run of form than they were when we, we faced them last time. Uh, to, be, to be honest, I don't really put too much focus in, you know, the opposition. Um, particularly when I go out to play, it's more self-expectation. Um, and what I need to do if I'm out there for the team. I think for us, we just need to focus on ourselves. I think we might have got lost in trying to overanalyze the opposition and we kind of lost what we're good at. Mm. Uh, we started to go away from the things that you know, that we can do really well. As I said, we've got six games. We just need to focus on ourselves. We can do that. We can win on Friday night and there's no doubt in my mind that we can win the week after and the week after that. So preparation and everything else for me stays the same whether they strengthen or weakened uh, in the transfer window doesn't really doesn't really bother me at all but if we don't show up we won't win mm. and that's a simple thing so for me I just go out there and do my best and try and help the team CB Smith Stambo we know it's a ground that's used by about five or six teams and it gets a lot of traffic during the season I remember last time we played there it was very boggy very heavy do you have to alter the approach at all when you're playing on a on a surface that's not you know the BT kind of carpet oh uh, we've got players that can technically technically um that can play on any pitch um we we like to play our passing football but we understand that if we don't bring our aggressiveness our fight our heart um then it doesn't really matter um we need to back that up um that that's pretty much our mindset we're going in there um we know they're going to come out they want to spoil the party um but we just got to do our thing we give a hundred percent we know our technical ability to get us through but we've got to give that hundred hundred and ten percent um on friday night Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a bit of a home away from home, Jackie. I mean, it's, yeah. what, 600 metres down the road. How many times have we played there, Josh? Three, <laughs> three, four times? Yeah, it'd be, yeah, three, it'd be three. Yeah. Yeah. It's this basically the, the unofficial, you know, second home ground. So yeah. it's not a, it's not a long a road trip for the supporters. So we're expecting a big crowd again. Yeah, we've had a big crowd there. Um, last few times we've gone there anyway. So, yeah, we expect the same thing, especially now when we need the support more than ever. We hope to see everyone there. Absolutely. And uh, before we, I guess... Uh, head to a break and then come back with 
you know, some of the fun stuff. Because we've got a bit of fun stuff planned. It's not always going to, it's not all going to be soul searching and, uh, and serious stuff. There's a bit of club news we've got to get through. There's uh, a few exciting uh, developments on the horizon, one of which is the National Second Division. We know Preston have been included in the next stage of the process and mm. have been invited to, to submit a, a more detailed submission. Um, and we're getting closer to the date where we will actually know you know, whether Preston has been included in the league itself. So, you know, fingers crossed, Stanbo, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, what would it mean to you to see your, your club, your junior club on the national stage? It's where it belongs. Um, I was here when 2015 they had this sort of vision. Um, I think I was, on, I was the guest speaker at the sponsored breakfast. Um, <laughs> uh, and then um, you saw the vision that they had then. Um, and then seeing it when Louis came in 2017 and the steps that he did to bring it with Dave and with uh, Zach previously. Um, and then you, step by step, it's the vision coming into play and it's nothing more that this place deserves. We've got uh, a raffle coming up. It's going to be drawn at the Kingston game. So the last tickets are going to be sold at the Brunswick game this Friday. And you can just just slip in and buy a last-minute ticket before uh, it's drawn at the Kingston game. Big prize for that one. We've also got the return of last person standing. You were there that night uh, last time, Stanbo. Good yeah, fun. I was, I was the one still standing. But yeah, yeah, no, no. Do you want to run it down for people who weren't weren't at it last year? I don't think I was there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I, uh, but we I don't all know. You what remember that night? All yeah, right, I fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not that night. You buy a ticket. <laughs> major prize is five thousand wow. dollars. Tickets are hundred bucks. It's a great night. Uh, usually we get Butker on the mic. I remember it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was a big night. Yeah. We'll give you a pass on that one. Um, but uh, you draw the numbers one by one, mm-hmm. and whoever's left at the end wins the $5,000 cash prize. Um, so uh, it's on Friday, August the 4th, 7 p.m. till late, right here in the pavilion. Uh, there are 250 tickets available only. Uh, you can buy it from the club uh, in person or online. Um, and there's loads of extra prizes during the night as well. It's not just the main prize. So uh, to support the club and take part in one of the best nights of the year, make sure you uh, get your ticket for that. Um, the tickets are going to be constantly drawn throughout the night, so it's not just one big go. You know, you have your dinner, you have your drinks. It's sort of a, an ongoing event um, and with our fantastic F- uh, MC, Noam Sokolovsky. Uh, the prize money uh, might differ if all the tickets aren't sold, obviously, because that's the prize pool, um, uh, and you must be 18 uh, and over to purchase tickets. Um, and we've also got to save the date for the 2024 Awards Night, which is on Saturday, September the 2nd. Those, uh, uh, those tickets go on sale mid-August. Um, it's the end-of-season ball and celebration at Mystique. So save the date, Saturday, September the 2nd. And we also want to reach out and thank everybody who came out and signed our petition for lighting in the car mm-hmm. park, which has gone through. Uh, a big thank you to the mayor and the councillors uh, and the city of Darabin for voting in favour of that one. And a massive thank you to everyone who pinned toge- uh, pitched together and signed that petition to, uh, to get 30k in funding for the club to improve all of that. Mm-hmm. And a bit of a special announcement. This is a left field one. There's going to be a Women's World Cup practice game between Morocco and Jamaica right here at Genesteel Stadium. That's Sunday the 16th of July at 6.30pm. So two teams who are preparing to compete in the upcoming Women's World Cup. It's going to be a closed game open only to members, players, juniors, parents and supporters. So it's a bit of a special privilege 
uh, uh, Preston Faithful to see this game. Uh, the club's also working hard uh, with FIFA to organise that the game is going to be televised live to Morocco, no which is unbelievable. So talk about that great view from the tower. It's going to come in handy for uh, Are we going to be folks. commentating, Josh? Can you, can you speak French? I can. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I Heard your part in your French on the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Apologies for my True. French. <laughs> yeah. And I think a bit of news that uh, all the supporters might be interested in. This is a special privilege when you tune into the Lions Den. You get a little early running on this type of stuff. We do have a final signing to announce from the transfer window, and that is Song Min Lee, our 22 year old mm. Korean import, number 10. We've seen a little glimpse of him in training. Stanbo, yeah. how's he look? Well, knowing from thing, is he 23 that went to 22? Because oh, I know yeah. something with the Koreans, there was a thing where they go... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. Um, I seen him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. There was a rule in Korea overnight, overnight, so to speak, where their age kind of went backwards <laughs> a year or something like that. So it's, it's come out, uh, everyone was trying to say, yeah, so son, son, you're min, and yeah, yeah. everyone's uh, 27. Anyway, so I thought you were in the soccer loop there. No, yeah. apparently, <laughs> apparently that one bypassed yeah. me. Um, not much That's does. First. <laughs> but uh, no, no. He, 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 like, what are you going on about? Smashed him, man. No, he came in last night and, for me, uh, it doesn't. It takes a lot to impress me. I was impressed. I'm excited to see see what he does um, and what he can bring. And and um, yeah, look forward to seeing him in action. Fantastic. We always you get a few surprises from uh, from Louis and the Brains Trust. Always always monitoring a few players here and there. Um, and just a massive thank you to the sponsors who've supported and signed on to support our national second division push. And uh, you know, any national second division sponsors who are prospective ones who want to support the club, please reach out uh, to our president, Dave Svetkovsky, or anyone here at the club will point you in the right direction to send us a message. Mm. Um, but yeah, massive thank you to all those sponsors who've, who've signed on. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break. On the other side, we do have the return of the Lion's Den quiz. So we put the call out on the promo post, asking people to tag their friends, making sure that uh, we get some entrance for this. This is your chance to win a $50 voucher for the club merch store. So stay tuned for that. The Lion's Den quiz is coming up after the break. You're listening to The Lion's Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. And we're back here on The Lion's Den and it is time for the quiz. This mm. one was, it was a hit last time. Yeah. So... Uh, we're going to roll it back again. We've co- put the call out on socials, and we've got a few competition entrants here. Yeah. So we're playing on behalf of the supporters, or rather you three are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to draw a name out of a hat, and if you win, you win them a $50 merchandise voucher from the club store. Okay, Josh, we're going to stop you there. What we're going to do here is the three of us, um, the winner won't have to throw in an extra 50 but the two losers are going to throw in uh, $50 each. So wow. The, 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 out of your own pockets? Yeah, out of our own pockets, yep. Who said this? I didn't agree to it. Stop going off script. Stop going off script, No, no, this is this is called spontaneous. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, so it's going to be a total of $150. Um, Good maths. Yeah, well yeah, yeah, $150. Yeah, $150. <laughs> That's what's happening to the, the winner's going to get $150. Well, wow. the stakes have officially been raised. A $150 merchandise yeah. voucher. Yeah. So, you know what it is, Josh? Yeah. is to get someone to can buy a jersey, put number 12 and my last name on the back of it, and I think it gets to around 150 there. So that lucky. Do we offer printing for inactive players? For Alec Urusevsky, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine, sure. All right, 
Figs, you're up, mate. Draw a name out of the hat. Just one piece of paper. No looking, no peeking. Shout out to Merch Guy Dan Adder. Yeah. Doing a great show. Who you got, Dan? Dayan Spaseski. Dayan Spaseski uh, is... Is that Dave? All right, Figs no. is your champion. Dayan? All right, come on, Stambo. Uh, getting a fan, so we are going with Declan. Oh, one of our most loyal yep. followers. Yep. Fantastic. Declan Midden. And who have you got? Oh, I've got Paul Temelkovsky. Paul Temelkovsky. So those are our three contenders. So Let's you've got your those. champions. It's time for the quiz, ladies Dex, and gentlemen. Dex, start looking for your Jake Trudge top 12. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what All about right. the, the buzzer? What's the buzzer, Josh? Well, last time we did Lions Roars. It's up to you guys. Oh, do your Lions Roar. Which one? Well, yours was Meow last time. I did so a, I'll, do, okay, I'll do a Meow. You've got to buzz in first to answer the question. Oh, we are the Lions and we roll. <laughs> All right, you can just make, make a noise of your choosing. I I'm don't just mind. Meow. Right, you go. You just pick a All noise right. as well. How many points currently separate? And I'm going to do closest right. to the pin here. Currently Sorry, separate guys. first and last place in the MPL two table. Meow. <laughs> I'm going to go with twenty-three. Twenty-three. Let's just all give we'll it in. Yeah, I, I just watch ourselves. I don't look at any other people. I don't like, know. Um, no. Let's go 17. Figs? Let's go 16. Stambo's got it bang on. It is 17 no points way. exactly. I don't look at the table. I don't look at the table. All right. Told you, Dex. He was on the way to the car park. <laughs> Which player is currently top scorer in Preston's under-21s? Oh, meow? I'm, no, I'm going to go with Shevchenko. That is absolutely bang on. Mitchell, Shevchenko, Rogers. Nine goals this season. Shout out to Mitch if you're watching. Mitchie, shout out, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. All right. I'm, ex- I'm expecting someone to get this because we've got two Mac- Macedonian boys and one honorary sitting on the table here. So, yeah. Goran Pandev scored the goal that took Macedonia to their first major tournament yes. against which opponent? What are you scoring against? Raw. Stand it, can't be, it can't be Italy. Wait, to go to their first major tournament? To what? go to the Euros. When was, was that? that Italy? When it was, was not Italy. When was that, Josh? Forget. When it was, was the, in 2020 or 2019 to go to the 20, what became the 2021 Euros? No. Who was in their group? Um, Empty faces, blank faces England. all around. No, nah, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just trying to think who was in the group back then. Because I remember they did well, but who was... Who did they have to go through? Oh, that's so difficult now. That was a really proud moment. Yeah, I know. Just give, it a, yeah, minute. Know, just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. I'm sure there's a few supporters absolutely screaming at you in the yeah, comments. Yeah, I know. Especially at, some, at Rob, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm yeah, calling no, time on this call one. Call the answer I was looking for was Georgia. <laughs> Again, his goal, his questions. Hey, it's a famous goal. It's a famous game. Yeah, I thought someone right. might get it. I thought you wrote the questions. No, yeah. <laughs> I never <laughs> wrote the questions. Josh wrote the questions. All right. Which player recently broke the Australian domestic transfer record? Raw. Stambo. Tilio. Tilio is correct. Stambo oh. takes a 2 0 lead. Family friend. You right. saw him out. I've seen him my whole life <laughs> since I was like seven years old. Okay. So Excluding yeah. the A League. How many Victorian teams qualify for the national rounds of the Australia Cup? Meow. This one? Yep. Five. 
Five is correct. Well done, Jake. Paul, the jersey's yours. <laughs> the jersey's Still two yours. one down. Still two one down. All right. This is this is my favorite question of the lot, and you go, all gonna hate it. What do Matilda stars Sam Kerr, Katrina Gorry, Caitlin Ford, and Preston's own Sasha Ognowski have in common? They're all car last names from a dealership. No, I don't know. What is that? What was uh, that? Raw. Would it be it? some Asian player of the year or something? Oh my God, Stanvo's pulled it. Yeah, no they've way. all won Asian player of the year. Honestly, Thank I heard you. four. Those are the four thoughts. Australians to have won it. So three one to Stanbo. We're slowly running out of. Uh, Mate, I'm, what, what, my what vocals are getting tired. I'm screaming this raw man. <laughs> <laughs> slowly running out of suspense here. But all right, the, but now we're going to mix it up. Well, it's two two nil. Yeah. Nah. What is it? It's like four one. It's three one to Stanbo. Okay. And Figs hasn't pulled one yet. I've, right. got, I've got two right. These, you up. These? No. Oh, you've got two. I've got two oh, yeah, sorry. Hey, my, Josh, my mistake. No, see, Bad. now you can hear right, three, two, three, goals two. records wrong. Now my number's <laughs> wrong. Paul, Paul's going to get the... Apologies. You know, Apologies. He's going to be upset with you, not me. Three, two. Oh, no, I'm here this point. Vibes. They know how I feel. <laughs> all right. These ones are about each other because I know you boys all know each other very well. Yeah. Oh, your careers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so obviously the question that's about you you can't answer but I've got three of them so it evens out right mm. yeah, for one for each alright in what year was Jordan Figon top scorer in MPL New South Wales oh, I don't even know that oh I should know that okay Raw go on Stambo 2016 Jake oh, I would have been after you too young then. Meow, I'm gonna go with uh so we were at Rockdale together, what, 2017, 18, 19. I'm going to say 18. I'm going to say 18, 17, 18, 18, 2018. You're both incorrect. It was 2017. Oh, I said 17, 18. Oh, I'm close. You, said, we can't do two years. You've got to pick no, one. No. <laughs> you went with 18. All right. <laughs> Cut a brother some slack. <laughs> you might actually have to provide the answer to this one in the end because I'm not sure that? if... Did you, how did you think he no, knew that? He no, didn't even answer it. I wasn't allowed. I know. No, he wasn't. <laughs> but did, you, did you know the answer? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In what year did Jake make his senior debut for Rockdale? 2017. Yeah, no, he didn't roll. Yeah, he's got him technicality yeah. there. Buzz in. All right, it was the year that Figs was top scorer, so 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it to Figs. 2017 is oh. right, yeah? Yeah, but okay, that's, nah, but he didn't buzz right. He's actually right. He didn't buzz. All right. You're going to give it to your opponent. Nah, James, James, James. Yeah, no, nah, you've got it right. But you've got to buzz next time. So we'll give it to you this time. Well, I've only got one right. So okay. <laughs> so it's still, it's still 3-2. Yeah. 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 Still 3-2. You could level it. We can go to a tiebreaker. Yeah. All right. still a chance. Which manager... Signed Rob Stambolziev for Sydney FC. Meow? Yeah. Oh, I know this because we watch Stambo's highlights <laughs> and his interviews every weekend just religiously our YouTube is just Rob Stambolziev. Um, this is for the this is for all the all the marbles. Okay. It, was it Vitislav Slavitska? That is incorrect. Oh, Graham Arnold. Graham Arnold. Graham Arnold. Graham Arnold, Graham Arnold. Oh, is the correct answer. And therefore... That now soccer is... <laughs> Rob Stambolzi. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I knew this Slavitska, man. It's like a sleeve of it. <laughs> I knew as well. All right. So, congratulations to Declan. Who wins? I told you. Uh, it was a wrap. I told you. We didn't even need the quiz. So, yeah. I guess you're lucky... In a lucky winner of the 
Jake Trejkowski, the number jersey. 12. Yeah. Number 12. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted it You can as get well. the jersey, but you have to get Jake's number yeah, on that's, the back. That's, that's, the the issue. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's where we give the $100. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy All it right. back off you with the 100 as well. All right, fellas. Thank you for your company this evening. It's been a pleasure. We've got to go because we've got a former Matilda, a star defender. Superstar defender for our women's team. Coming up on the other side, Emma Checker. So stick around for that. This is The Lion's Den. You're listening to The Lion's Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Lion's Den, live from Jenna Steele Stadium. Josh Parrish and Jake Krakowski with you. And we're delighted to be joined for the first time by Emma Checker. Emma, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here at Preston and on the podcast. I mean, talk us through, I guess, the move, how it came about. I know you've known Dan for quite a while. Yeah, I've known him for a long time. My last um, experience in the MPL, he was my assistant coach at Alamein, um, and we've... I guess, you know, stayed friends since then. So it was, um, we'd been in touch and I'd seen him a number of times leading into the decision. But um, yeah, it was, I had a couple of options to look through and I felt like this one ended up being the right choice for a number of reasons. And I'm glad that I've joined the club. How many times did he try and get you over the years? Um, I got to give it to him. He he st- he has worked me out, and he knows not to be pushy. And I think that's probably <laughs> part of what got got me across the line. Was he he did pull back, and he he just said he would support whatever decision I made. But he yeah he made a good point, and I'm glad that I joined him. I mean, playing MPL, not everyone does it. Not everyone has to do it because you're an A League women's player, of course. What I guess what's the motivating factor behind you know extra games and extra long season? Yeah, I think, well, for me, the reason I I found myself back in the NPL was I decided that I didn't want to go overseas in the off-season anymore. I'd spent the last um, four years packing bags and moving countries, and it was just, it was getting pretty taxing. And I think injury-wise, and my body's physically not in the same place that mm-hmm. it used to be, and just, it felt... Like I was at the point where I needed some stability and for my relationship and so many reasons, it just was right to stay. And then obviously I didn't want to spend such a long period of time not playing. So it's an adjustment, but it's also, I think the off season's long enough that it's still important to keep match fit in that time. How have you found kind of slotting into a team midway through the season and, you know, trying to bring your quality and show Australia stuff and lift standards around you, of course, as well, but also you know, not having that lead-in time of a pre-season to get to know everybody and get to know the way the team plays. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was I wanted the girls to feel like I wasn't coming in to try and change what they were already doing well. And for me, it was I was coming in to try and obviously better things and keep progressing the group, but I wasn't here to change what was, was working. And I also had to come in and ad- adjust and adapt because they they had their ways set up before I got here. So I think... It's, you know, it's hard to draw the line between bringing more and lifting the standards, but also adjusting to their ways. Um, and I think I'm, you know, I'm still working that out, but I'm hoping that we can, you know, come good and start to get some better results for the back end of the season. It's a tough old league, this league. It's uh, got some serious quality. I mean, we've basically got Melbourne Victory at the top of the table. <laughs> you, know, you can call them Bolleen if you like. Uh, but you know, I was calling that game at, uh, at the Ven and it was, yeah, it was pretty... Decent showing against that. That was your, that was your first debut? game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, it was a tough finish. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, heartbreak at the end, but after going and goal up, but um, pretty well acquitted. I guess you know, first performance, especially for the whole team against a squad of that quality. Yeah, well, I think our 
our best games are, are actually against the better sides. And I think that's the most frustrating part is that we can match the top quality teams, but we're probably letting ourselves down a little bit in the easier games. And obviously it's showing in the results. And I think it's, you know, that's part of football. You have to be good enough to bring your best against all teams. And at the moment, we're not necessarily doing that. And I think, you know, you look at our, even our cup game against South Melbourne, it was one of our best games. So it's, we're showing good signs, but now we have to start obviously getting the results because they're they're more crucial now. Yeah, Emma, what do you what do you actually think? Is that a mentality thing when you're say you're in the, the W League and then you're coming down to the MPL? Why it is that you know teams and players kind of play to the opposition's quality as opposed to theirs? If they're say playing, if you're first and you're playing last and you don't have the best game or the girls aren't up for it all over the park and and you just maybe won't get the result, but if you're versing, you know, the best team or you're playing up against a W League team or et cetera, why they lift the intensity? Is that a mentality difference between the W League and the MPL or what do you what do you see when, when you're coming down from there? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think to be honest, it doesn't matter what league you're in. I think there is an element of that underdog mentality mm. as in the bottom teams often go out against the top teams with yeah. nothing to lose. And yeah. so I think yeah. there is, you know, there is that element of they, they go into it somewhat with an upper hand because mm. the, it's less costly for them. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. There is also a different level and that's just, the, yeah. you know, that's the reality of it. It, it should be different. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I think there is some level of consistency in that approach. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think we do at the moment, we are in a little bit of a rut. And yeah. I think if mentally we can pull out of that, it will definitely help us with the results. Yeah, well, I guess that's why like someone of your caliber is here. Um, I've got another question with your jersey number as a centre back. What's, <laughs> can I get a bit of a understanding as to what? What am I not allowed to wear number nah, seven? No, nah, not as a centre back. <laughs> <laughs> they should be ripping that. Dan should be ripping that straight off you. I'm not no, too sure. Well, trust me. I, <laughs> that was a condition <laughs> of her signing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I nah, said, give me number seven. That's, no. That's fair. Yeah. Is, that, is that always been your number there? Or did you just no, come in? It was no, the only no. available number and they said, here, wear number seven, the best number on the field and just go play I can assure you, I would never ask for seven, yeah. ten, eleven, yeah. any of those. Yeah, it was I it to you? Yeah, well, I, I normally wear number 15 and right. that was taken and okay. the only number available other than seven was one above 42. So I thought that... Oh, 43's a dream. <laughs> Seriously. So I was like weighing up my options and I was like, you know what? I can do number seven for a change. To be fair, the, one of the games I did see you play, it was I think we played dandy after you guys and usually just before you started 6.30 and um, I saw you doing just Cruyff turns by yourself <laughs> at the back, just roundabouts <laughs> and I thought this reminds me of Harry Elrich who someone else does the same thing <laughs> and it was working and just playing through the lines. I thought, I was very impressed, to be honest. I was very, very impressed. So, so I can wear number yeah, seven? Yeah, you can wear number seven. Okay, you're, good. You're, you're allowed to. You've earned it. Yeah, I appreciate it. The playing style. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> I mean, let's rewind to the weekend because I know it was a disappointing result. I personally, I felt the scoreline was so out of step with how the game actually went. It was incredibly misleading. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, like if you take out the last 10 minutes of the game, we were 2-2. Mm. So up until the 81st minute, it was 2-all. And I think, you know, it was a controversial goal to concede. And it felt, you know, you think it's offside and then something it's not. And it's, you know, it's at such a costly point. And I think we, again, we matched up to a team that's second on the table really yeah. well. And obviously we then spiralled and I think it was disappointing but I guess the hard thing about the position we're in on the table now is we, we have to take risks once we do go down so you expose yourself and and that did happen and we obviously then conceded a couple more but yeah the reality is I think anyone that saw the game knows that the score definitely didn't reflect the performance and so now it's we really have to start getting results that do. I mean 
the moment that summed it up for me was Torpy's, I think, half volley. Would have been a hat-trick, I think. Yeah. Hit the crossbar, hit the keeper's back, <laughs> then stopped in a mud on, on the, the goal line. line. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was just Summed up the game. Absolutely <laughs> agonising. You were telling me that pre-game. Yeah. Before, it literally bounced and yeah. like just stayed put and didn't move. I feel like there's a few <laughs> games this year where it's been like that for the girls, especially that, th- was it 3-3 it ended when the they took the corner yeah, the referee the last blew the whistle as yeah. soon as you guys took it out of the goal and didn't even get to take the kickoff, but there was about 10 minutes of extra time that game as well. A few chances that could have gone mm. either way. So yeah. it's a bit of the story of the season for even the boys and the girls team, you could say as well, Josh. What do you reckon? Because you see a lot of both. I think, yeah, I think there's been several... Uh, games that are unlucky. I don't think it's helpful to hide behind that, but I do think it's also, it doesn't make it any less true. Um, I I guess, how do you keep, you know, picking yourselves up and going in and taking encouragement from the performance when the result doesn't come and it's that kind of empty feeling afterwards? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard and it's hard, like, no matter what level you're playing in, I think, you know, the reality is no one plays to lose and when you when you lose and start you know losing games in the last 10 seconds drawing games in the last 10 seconds and the points the missed opportunities of the points start to add up it's hard and I think you know there is an element of it that becomes deflating and we all feel that but I think it's okay that we feel it in the moment after the game but and you know after that though you just have to let it go and I think we have a group that has been able to do that um, even though we aren't still getting the results and I think that is the most pleasing thing about the group is that every every session we show up and, and we're still in it and we all still believe that we're capable of finishing strong. Kaylin Torpy playing up front. Talk me through that. <laughs> she scored her first two goals for the club or at least league goals um, out there on the weekend. She looks pretty at, at home. She's uh, very handy up front. Mo- most defenders get a nosebleed if they get went that far up the pitch, but that's that's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. She's, she's unbelievable. She's, you know, I think she's got a lot of history playing on the wing so she's definitely got attacking threat in her and she she showed us why on the weekend uh, she's lightning fast as well yeah it's unbelievable <laughs> she's rapid so torpy if you're listening a few more on the weekend would be good <laughs> yeah keep that up i mean could have uh, would have been a fitting uh finish for a hat trick if, if that ball had rolled in oh but, yeah uh, you know uh we can't dwell on the the nearly uh moments i mean this uh Squad has also been bolstered recently. We've got Ella Mastrantonio who's come in. Was that her first appearance on the weekend or a couple of weeks? She had a couple um, before she went away to Europe for That's a few right, weeks, yep. but um, that was her first one back. Uh, how she slotted in, and I guess, you know, um, I know I'm still jet-lagged after my year trip. Does <laughs> she uh, bring it in training? Yeah, no, she's been fine, and I think, you know, she brings something different. She's a stabilising force in there, and I think it's, you know, there's an element of calmness and just composure when we have her in there so it's definitely important that we we have her back i mean what about walking into this club and the facilities and so forth is it is it been an easy transition from that perspective because you've kind of come from the luxury and the best (laughs) and the best at, at melbourne city Oh, I mean, like Torpy and I spoke about it when we arrived. We were actually shocked and caught off guard by how good it was. I think, you know, I've probably got in my mind a, a false sense of what some of the MPL clubs are like. And when I walked in, I was I was excited because it showed me that it can be different. And yeah. obviously this club has spent a lot of money to, to have it this way and, and invested a lot from sponsors and all of that, it's not easy to have a setup like this. And, you know, obviously coming from City, we do have the bar set pretty high, but um, we were both really excited to join a club that did raise the bar within the MPL. Mm. What are the main differences and what kind of is pretty close? Like what, you know, aspects of the game, say the infrastructure, the coaches, the 
the players, the stadium and stuff like that, how far off or how close is it to a W League environment? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the club. It's it's The reality is comparing to City is really hard. Well, because say, it's say just, Preston that we're here. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I mean, like compared City, comparing Preston to City is still hard because City's, you know, so far advanced yeah. of most A-League clubs. But I've played at other A-League clubs and these facilities are on par, if not better than some. So mm. I think, you know, the the surface is obviously, it's a win- we're in winter. I haven't seen yeah. it in summer. Like, you know, at City, our surfaces are just like a carpet. Mm. But again, I've been at A-League clubs where it's not. So it's, it's I think, honestly, it's on par, if not better than some. And yeah. I think that shows what what it means to this club is that they want to be matching A-League clubs and, yeah. you know, pushing to be there. Is it tolling on the body as well, playing all year round? Because I couldn't imagine, say, the boys going in and out, of, you know, season to season or coming from an A-League to the NPL and stuff like that and maintaining themselves all year round. Like you guys, or you girls, I should say, um, do that very, very well. And I think you do it consistently. And there's obviously a lot of yous that do that. So how, how difficult is that? How do you manage your body? How do you manage your, your mental? How do you manage everything? Yeah, it's, it is really hard. Um, and I think it's taken me what 12 years to actually work out what works best for my body yeah Yeah. and I mean initially when I first came into the A-League 12 years ago we played 10 games and that was it so it was probably easier because you only played 10 and then Mm. you'd go and play what say 15 to 20 in NPL which is still a lot but it was doable Mm. whereas you know now that we're playing 20 plus coming in and playing extra is is hard but I think for me, another, you know, benefit was that, you know, Dan was understanding mm. that I came in, I needed a break first and I had a full two weeks of absolutely nothing. I just mm. needed a mental reset and yeah. that was my mental reset. And then I could come in ready to give my everything here. And mm. I mean, there is a reality of it that the commitment is different. So mm. for me, it does still feel like I've been able to pull back yeah. um, with City. You know, you're on the park almost every day. The hours are big. It's yeah. almost like a, a full-time job. Mm. So this does still feel like I'm able to, you know, pull back in some ways, but also still bring the best of me when I am here. So mm. it's it's a hard balance. Um, and I think moving forward as the A-League extends, it won't be doable yeah. for most people um, is the reality of it. This mm. is probably the last year when you can juggle it. Mm. So it's, yeah, I think for me, it's actually a nice feeling to be able to keep playing and keep fit. Women's World Cup on the horizon, pretty massive thing for the game. I know you'd love to be out there, of course, um, but um, how excited are you about the tournament coming here in just, you know, just over two weeks? And how, what do you think it's going to do for the game for uh, at all levels, even for clubs like Preston who are striving for, you know, things like 50-50 participation and more women coming to games and more girls coming through the juniors? Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's... I remember being you know amongst camps when we found out it was going to be here and it was just it was almost unbelievable like as in you could literally Mm. couldn't believe that it was real um and it was you know the build-up from then until now has just been full of excitement and I think for me it's, it's crazy to think that it is actually finally here because I think having been part of the preparation for a number of years and now it's actually coming to life is a pretty crazy experience and yeah the reality is I'd I'd love to be there, but I'm also good enough to sit back and still love every minute of mm-hmm. it. And I feel like I'm involved in so many other ways. And I just think, you know, when you look at it broadly to what this brings, not only to women's football, but football in Australia, it's it's massive. You know, we may never host something as big as mm. this again. It, it truly is huge. Well, 80,000 tickets for that first game against Ireland. It's yep. just a bit mind-boggling. Oh, it's huge. Like, every, you know, every game will be a sellout. It's massive. Um 
how realistic do you think it is for the team to actually go and win the thing? I know there's a lot of kind of jingoistic coverage in the press that's like, oh, we're Australia, we'll go and win it, no problem. But Matilda's the 10th in the world. They are on a pretty good run of form this year. Do you think there's a, a good shot that they'll actually be there in the final? I don't think you can underestimate the advantage of playing on your home turf. Mm-hmm. It's, it just yeah. you, you just can't beat it. And I think, yeah, we are 10th. Yeah, we have had some other... Oh, I mean, we beat England, so we've shown we can beat the best. But other than that, of course, we've had disappointing results the last couple of years. But you can't discount the advantage of being in front of 80,000 fans from home. It's mm-hmm. That pushes something in you that you may not have ever had come out before so I think yeah I believe it's possible I think it'll be really hard but I know that the girls believe they can do it and you know who's who's to say they can't it's they've got the best opportunity to do it how plugged into it are you how invested are you going to be when the matches are on because I understand it might be you know a bit tough for all of the players who've missed out on international selection to actually watch the watch the games but you know how involved are you going to be and how um you know day-to-day are you like in terms of following the the fortunes of the national team like the rest of us you know as fans yeah I mean it's funny because over the last decade I've been so in and out of the squad you kind of you know you think you get used to it but it's still hard but even going into games when you've been dropped, you think that you'll pull back and just, you know, reset. But every time the game comes around, all you can do is think to watch. So it's yeah. it's impossible to switch off. It's impossible not to engage. And so for me, I'll I'll be following every step of the way. And a lot of my friends are still there. So yeah. it's, you know, they're, I support them. I support the group. And you can't have hard feelings in professional sport like this. It's it's the way it goes. So I'll I'll be with them all the way. Fantastic. And uh, I, I reckon we should try and stage some watch-alongs of the games here, if, you know, for the games that are interstate, because we've got so many junior girls playing, the club has just exploded in terms of participation, and it's only going to get bigger. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just going to be a sensational atmosphere. Did yeah, you say it's huge. Well that the eighty thousand for the was it the first first, first game? game? Um, that's because it's actually been moved because the stadium wasn't big enough. Right. So they've moved it to Stadium Australia. First my game against yeah, Ireland. My suggestion would be to get Stanbay to go give him a pep talk about how to play in front of eighty thousand people because he's obviously <laughs> the most experienced. He was telling everyone about it before. <laughs> he's the most experienced one here to play in front of eighty thousand people. So. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe he's. I, I can't believe he's come up again. <laughs> I had to, you know, because is that his favourite line? Oh, that's his favourite line. <laughs> yeah. On a night out, I played in front of eighty thousand. Oh, people that's the best. And, you know, all the rest of it. <laughs> Talk about sell with Stambo. Yeah. He sells that one pretty hard. Oh, he, sells, he sells it very well. <laughs> he sells it very well. well game awesome. coming up this week. What's the What's the focus? And uh, yeah tell people to come down as well <laughs> firstly come down <laughs> no I mean it is it's a big game we're playing Heidelberg it's you know as much as I haven't I haven't been at the club long you don't have to be here long to know the rivalry between mm. the two so I think you know it's a big one for us in terms of where we are on the table but also for pride for the club um, but you know, I think for us it's about – I honestly just think we need to get back to basics and all do our individual roles. I think, you know, you can start to point fingers and start to feel like it's someone else's fault, but the reality is we've all got a job to do and I think we've we've let ourselves down defensively on set pieces. So I know for me that's one of our biggest focuses is making sure we're more organised and just, you know, getting stuck in on those because they're what are costing us games. Um, so I think that's, if we nail that and we all do our roles, there's no reason why we can't come out on top. 
So it's Sunday afternoon kickoff. Yep, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. kickoff right here at Jenna Steel Stadium uh, against Heidelberg. Proper derby. Proper derby, derby going with, <laughs> with history. I'll be here with you, Josh. <laughs> not only it has history, it has a little bit of rivalry between the teams as well. I, I think that's not that's uh, fair to say from previous encounters. Dan's smiling Correct. There is proper feeling in these games. Uh, so, you know, uh, back the boys on Friday night at CB Smith, but make sure you get down home game, 3 p.m. kickoff against Heidelberg on Sunday. We need you behind our men's and women's teams as we go towards this final stretch of the season. Uh, Emma Checker, best of luck on the weekend and for the rest of the season. And thank you so much for joining us on the Lions, Dan. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks. Well, Appreciate if you missed any of tonight's show, you can uh, catch up on the FNR Football Nation Radio podcast platforms or just watch back the live stream on uh, Facebook or YouTube. Jake, thanks for being up here, mate. Josh, pleasure always. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Preston, Preston. Near post City. It's in. And again, Warren Speak has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up. Preston Macedonia. And we've got an invasion on. Comes out with the ball. Barishevich destroyed. What a goal! Get out of here! That is outrageous! Stop! Carl Barishevich! Get around him! Writes his name in Preston folklore! It's the winner! What a great goal by Kuleski! The crowd has gone wild, ladies and gentlemen! The Preston Lions are the Premiership champions! Skidarevich! for Speak. He's in the box. Back for Cole. Cole square. Here's a chance for Smith. Smith. Yes, it's there. Speak. Cole. Smith. Smith doing the damage. 1-0.